You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. Wow. Okay. Okay, well, it's clear why I'm the best host in the room. Oh my God, I was waiting how long that would take. <laughs> um, we're We're back to discuss one of my favorite topics as any listener of the show knows it is the football mailbag what did you think it was me oh well you're you know top five <laughs> top five um in the the list there but nope arizona football love it as everybody knows i'm excited we waited a little bit to get some good questions and this is going to be a little bit longer of a podcast because, holy cow, we have quite a few questions. A little bit of Monica in your mm-hmm. life. What's that song that's stuck in my head now that you were just singing? Um, How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees. Yeah, thanks, babe. And Jason goes, I love that song. Everyone knows I love that song. And I was like, I love that song. And we've been married for 14 years and we didn't even know that we each liked that song. Yes. You know, that's one of those mysteries yes. of marriage. Um, okay. So we're going to go right into questions with a friend of the show. Actually, everybody on this list is a friend of the show because they're all from the message board. He's an enemy of the show. The frenemy of the show named Chief. I mean, no, not Chief. Uh, UA Portland Timbers asks, including Jordan Washington, I'll set an over under at 3.54 stars or higher in the 24 class. Is taking the over? Are you taking the over or under? I have not seen these questions, <laughs> so the uh, the you way the they've been written, which is a gambling term, so I'm very proud of you there. Thank I'm going you. a little wild here. Ooh, I'm going a little, 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 okay, right. a little cray cray. I'm going over. What? Now keep in mind that rankings could change, but I feel good. Arizona is in good shape or like top two. For basically a four or five star at every position. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to land each guy. But I think three and a half is very, very possible. Because that's including Jordan Washington. So that means... Uno. One. So that would mean three more. See. Yeah, we'll take it. Okay. Want me to give you the names? Yeah. No, I can't. Oh, Like Arizona has a very good chance of landing a guy like Elijah Rushing. Keona Wilhite could wind up being a four-star. Arizona's right in with them, uh, with him. Arizona's in on a couple, like a tight end. Arizona's in on a couple linemen. So they're, they're in it. Like, they have a legit 
shot. Like Kingston Lopa, even though he decommitted, uh, last I heard, Arizona is is right in there. So they're in it to win it, Jason. For that over, not the under. Okay, well, uh, we'll find out what happens there. We'll keep an eye on it. Keep Jason honest, UA Portland Timbers. Keep reminding us. And next question. I'm always a- honest. I don't understand. Well, you know. That you always you always have tricks up your sleeve. Let's say that. Um, AZ Jangle is asking, and again, this is the first time I'm seeing these. Uh, assuming there's no surprise transfers, what is more likely when Morgan returns? Jonah at right tackle and Langy at guard, or is it Borjan or Borhan? Or Borjan, other right tackle with Jonah at guard. Did good. I do good? Very good. When I'm talking, you should read the questions right now. Okay. Well, you know, it's, it's fun when it's like it is distracting. Our dogs, our dogs are in a full makeout session right now on the couch. Yeah, it they, is a little distracting. They just go to town on each other every night. That sounded awful. What is wrong with you? <laughs> it's sound. just sweet puppy kisses. <laughs> that's right. At all. He means sweet puppy kisses. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, they are. Bianca has some class. You just turned into Ron Burgundy <laughs> right there, like literally. <laughs> anyway, what was the question? Uh, yeah, so I, I think Jonah Savane is pretty locked in to, to right tackle. Uh, I think that is pretty much, I would be surprised if that changes. I don't see many linemen in the portal that I believe could come in and, and, and change that dynamic. Um, I could be wrong. Maybe there's guys that are very secret right now. But when you look at the portal, there's actually not... Secret. Right. When you look at the portal, I actually think that one of the positions that had less entries than expected was offensive line. There wasn't like a huge rush of offensive line portal additions after spring ball. Um, maybe that was expected, maybe not. But uh, I think Joan is pretty much a lock for right tackle. My guess is that Lange, uh would be the guard. Um, you know, you may be able to move it around a little bit depending on Polito and all that. Um, but I think right now, if, if I had to get, if, if the first game was tomorrow, I could pretty much guarantee you that Jonah would be the right tackle. All right. With Lange and Wendell Moe as the guards. That's it. That's what Jason says. That's what's going to happen. Um, next question. Arizona AZ Fanatic. Can you run down the priority recruits for each position for 2024 and discuss it Position by position. Yeah, uh, I'm not giving that out. That on a, seems like a really long answer. <laughs> I'm not giving that out on a podcast because I, I like my job. Um, but I'll give you some names, like one name at each position. Uh, quarterback Davis, Demarcus Davis, is is visiting. Isaac Wilson is a clear priority. The general thought is that he'll probably wind up um, going to um, Utah. Running back, they already have Washington committed. Uh, there's a couple other guys. Nate Frazier is one I would keep an eye on. Uh, Kedron Young is another one I would keep an eye on. Expect more offers. Adam Muhammad, for instance, from Apollo, was just offered. I think he's a priority. I, I could see Arizona trying to get a commitment from him this summer. Wide receiver, you're going to see a bunch of guys emerge. That's already happened in the past few days. That's going to happen in the next few weeks as well with the loss of Dylan Gresham, Aaron Butler, etc. Um, they have a commitment from Brandon Phelps, but you're going to see other guys emerge offensive line uh, there's multiple guys within the state carter lavruski michael watkins matthew lotto are the guys um, that i would keep an eye on and then there's multiple multiple polynesian players uh, defensive tackle jericho johnson uh 
You ready for this name, Shelby? I'm ready. Ratumana Bulabalavu. Amazing. Uh, they love him. Kaho Tuihalamaka is another one. Another Tuihalamaka. There's millions. Um, defensive end, Will Height rushing. Uh, Demarion White is another one. Linebacker, Sire Gaines uh, is a guy that's already has an official visit scheduled. There's a few more. Cornerback, they have a commitment, as we know, from Isaiah Buxton. K.O. Patu, who's the brother of Oren Patu, is another one. Santana Wilson, Miles Lockhart, um, safety. Kingston Lopez, they're still recruiting. There's a bunch of safeties. Um, Dayton Ipu is another one that they're in, uh, among the finalists for. Jelani Davis, Teron Williams. Okay, this is a lot of names. Yeah, I'm on fire right now, Shelby. But there's a, there's a lot more than that. But um, that's Big what I'm giving you. Boys on fire. Okay. Sorry, I had to sing it. I had to sing it out. Uh, I hope that answered your. Do you remember the other night? Multi-tiered question. I'm not going to tell people what I was doing, but you could probably figure out. But Shelby was out of town, and I was doing something, and I lit my pants on fire. <laughs> That's such a loaded question. What does that mean? Well, because you said this boy is on fire. And there I was an ember that dropped on your pants. Yeah, I lit myself on fire, and I didn't realize it for a few seconds until my legs started burning. You realize you don't have to say everything that comes to your brain. <laughs> well, like, it's called a filter, and you don't have to say those and things. Anyone that has ever met me knows that I do not have a filter. I feel like most people would be surprised no that filter. you don't. Like, if I'm in person and something's happening, I say it. He's like a, he's just like a reporter all the time. It just like re- recording facts and saying them and, and then like no filter. No, zero. I know when to keep a secret, obviously. Like, with that, I have a filter. But in general, nope. You know, like the whole, um, I think we've said this before, like letting our kids curse and stuff. You know, within reason. Like Gary Like D, appropriate. Yeah. Like yeah. We have the Gary V, you know, if you look that up, his thoughts on cursing, we have that. But we just, I don't. Yeah. About, I find myself I'm about going, that yeah, I, sh- I think I curse too much for a woman. <laughs> like, not at work, but I curse too much in real life also. I do. Yeah. Anyway, can we go back to the mailbag now? Yeah, just, you said I was on fire, and then I remembered the time I was on fire. There we go. In your pantalones. One time I burnt myself when I was younger. Oh, my God. Because we were having a barbecue at my uncle's house or my cousin's house, Cousin Richie. And he took a hot dog off the barbecue Mm -hmm. and dropped it on my stomach because it was a swim party. And I had a hot dog-shaped burn for, like, two months. (laughs) That's true. My mom still remembers. Cousin Richie. Yep, at a giant Everyone has a a Cousin Richie that does mean things. All right, I'm done. Okay. All right. Well, if you think of any other fire or burn-related stories... Go ahead and interrupt me. It's like we don't, we're not recording anything right now. I'll let you know. Okay, that's great. All right, we're only on the fourth question. <laughs> we could make this a two-parter. Um, M. Swift asks, what is the word among AZ high school coaches regarding Jed and Dilly Dilly? Do they <laughs> like their approaches? Do they trust them? Do they support them? Do they feel prioritized? This is like what our therapist asked us. Oh my God. When we, um... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We did count now. We didn't do that. Um, um, wait, hold on. I gotta say, do you remember those those alcohol, the like the beer commercials with like medieval times when it was like dilly dilly? Did yeah, say, dilly those, dilly. Those are my favorite commercials. Anyway, back to you. Um. Yeah. Sorry. I just got got some news. <laughs> this is why I do. I break news on podcasts. Don't you wonder what news I was just typing to someone? Ooh, was it basketball? It was, but you Ooh. can't have it. <laughs> <coughs> Anyway, uh, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious now that coaching staffs threw up. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. ASU just offered Zoom Diallo. That's, I mean, that's basketball related, but you're not getting Zoom Diallo. I don't understand why you offered him. But um, anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, so it's pretty obvious <laughs> by now. It's the worst podcast ever. Um, the coaching staffs throughout the state trust Jetfish. I mean, I think it's success in state. And I think that the biggest thing is that and really, it's the same for Dillingham. I'm sure that he has good relationships within state. But what it's always been about with high school coaches is relationships and effort. So Jed Fish was following Kevin Sumlin, who probably didn't even know how to get to Phoenix. Knew how to get to Scottsdale, if you know what I'm saying. But didn't know how to get to certain high schools in Phoenix to recruit. Didn't even recruit South Point seriously and all that. Jed Fish is at local high schools as much as possible. And if it's not Jed, it's his assistants. Whether they have guys or not. Um, the relationships are there. Dillingham is doing the same thing in Phoenix, and he's coming off uh, a coaching staff in Herm Edwards where, if you remember, Antonio Pierce basically said, I don't care if you're from Arizona, you're no different to me than California, which is the wrong thing to say. So the in-state coaching staffs are going to like these these coaches at ASU in Arizona because the effort is being put in. Right. And, and so it, it's just a matter. And, and look, it can't be fake effort, but it's not like you can tell that they're prioritizing guys in state. And, you know, when Dillingham got hired, for instance, he took guys out of the portal from in state that probably really aren't that good. But the reason he did is to help build relationships. And he probably saw the long game. And Jed Fish, when he got hired, probably took some guys in state and you played that long game. And coaching staffs at Arizona and ASU really had not done that in, in quite a long time. And, uh, it, it's something that, that got rewarded. All right, dilly dilly. We'll find out. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to say dilly dilly. Um, ba-bum, ba-bum. It feels like a long time ago since I read a question. Oh, here we go. Um, AZ Bear Down asks, do you anticipate Leviticus Sua getting into the linebacker rotation early? Is there a world where we see Sua, Flo, and Manu on the field at once. Souffle man, baby. What? Filet min- No, I got nothing. Um, yeah, so I think the biggest thing that surprised me with Leviticus Sue was he was at the spring game, I believe, or he was definitely at a spring practice. He's a lot bigger than I thought. Like, his calves are huge. Like, he looks built for a kid that is still in high school. Usually, you like guys to enroll early. They can put on the weight and all that. But Sue looks physically ready to contribute right now. Is he going to jump into the starters right away? Absolutely not. And that's not a disrespect to him. It is Flo and Manu, and that's pretty much set in stone. 
Um, Daniel Hamuli is in the rotation as well. Sua would have to beat out him if they play the same linebacker spot, whatever it may be. I do believe that you are going to see certain formations, though Arizona's base formation is going to have two linebackers. But if you remember, there were situations in opponents last season where we saw three linebackers and a linebacker and a down safety and whatever it may be, where we saw different combinations. So it is possible we saw we see Sua, Flo, and Manu on the field at once. I think Sua is a little more of the long game. I do think he'll play as a freshman, very clearly will play as a freshman, but you're not going to see his true skill and ability until his sophomore year because of Flo and Manu and all that. But, um, you know, it's pretty wild that we're talking about a four-star linebacker freshman and he may not be good enough to play from day one when you know just a few years ago um if arizona was bringing a four star we'd assume he would be the best player on the team right and, and so i think that says something going back to recruiting and judd fish and all that so what a difference two years makes i do think sua will be in the rotation i don't know if it'll be the first game i do think early on in the season the first quarter of the season he'll find a way to get in the rotation um, but I don't know if it'll be a situation, at least his freshman season, where he's, you know, a, a consistent starter. He needs some time. Yeah, like, any, like any freshman. Football intelligence. He could hit the ground running. I have no idea. I just think it's going to be hard to unseat Flo and Manu as the two starting linebackers. All right. Uh, Zona Zoo 2004 asks, if you were the Arizona administration, how would you go about retaining Jed? How big of a concern is that? I mean, isn't there only one way to retain coaches in this day and age? It's all about the money, money. Yeah, you got to pay them. I mean, that's it. I mean, and, and look, the reality is that there's always going to be schools that could pay more than Arizona. It's just you, you, you kind of go down the checklist. Number one, can we pay Jen enough, right? Not, and, and it may be more than he deserves, right, <laughs> in this day and age. You know, that's just how coaching works, right? Because at the end of the day, I love Jed, and I think he's a great coach, and the future's bright. He still hasn't made a bowl game. Now, if he makes a bowl game this season, I do think you're going to see other schools come in there. I, that's, I, I can pretty much guarantee it. But if it's a school like a, say, and I'm just making this up, a Missouri, who maybe could pay a little bit more. So then you go down the line, and you just go, okay, how's our NIL? Jed is very, 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 very active in trying to increase Arizona's NIL. He is, and, I, and I've heard this from a booster in a very positive way, he is a maniac. He's a fundraiser. Because he absolutely believes that in order to be able to compete and land the players Arizona needs to win the conference, NIL has to be in place. This is, it's, it's, it's a different ballgame. So he is active there. So how is Arizona's NIL compared to that other school? How is Arizona support? Sure, there may be another job that pays more, but his support may not be there. And they that have to be able right? to be paid, too. Arizona's administration, to their credit, has given Jed everything he wanted. I can say with confidence that Jed Fish and his circle of people all love, all love, love Dave Hickey and company because they have given him what he wants, and that is something that is not lost on him. So if he leaves Arizona for another situation, is, are they still going to have that same support? They may not. Um, you know, Jed is known in circles fair, not as a guy that jumps jobs. That's, but when you look at his history, it, it clearly paid off because he jumped jobs to lead him to this moment to be a head coach. I do think that if he leaves Arizona, he will be very careful about that next stop. 
he will have to win. I don't think he'll leave Arizona for a, say, you know, uh, a middle-of-the-line SEC, ACC team, right? Um, you know, the one school that I, was, that I would worry about in the conference would be UCLA. If Chip Kelly gets fired or leaves or whatever, Jed Fish's connections to L.A. and UCLA, that would be one. Um, you know, like a Michigan. Clearly, Arizona's not competing with, like, a Michigan. So that's what you do. You balance it. Is Jed actively looking to get out of Arizona? I haven't heard that at all. And I talked to people that would know, boosters and all that. Um, is it a concern that if he wins, they're going to need to give him a raise or other schools will come calling? Absolutely. I think that there's an anticipation and a kind of a grassroots movement to be ready for that situation where at the end of the year, if Jed makes a bowl, you kind of say, okay, let's sit down and let's say, how do we secure Jed? Now, if Jed doesn't make a bowl, he's probably staying at Arizona anyway. But let's say Arizona wins seven, eight games, makes a bowl, he has success, he's bringing in these good recruiting classes, naturally someone's going to come for him. And Arizona has to be able to say, look, we've given you support, we'll give you more support, we're going to bump your salary, we're going to do this for NIL, and Arizona is going to put its best foot forward, and if it's not good enough, it's not good enough. Um, but they've made things very nice for Jed Fish here. All right. We'll see what happens. Oh, it's so exhausting. You just want to coach like Lou Olson forever. Just that stay. Yeah. And I, mean, I know. You know, and, and, and it's the whole, people got to understand, like, everything has changed. Everything. Like, scheduling has changed. We have NIL now. We have guys that went to jail for doing what is now literally legal in college athletics. We're now talking about making college athletes employees. Like, back in the day, it was, you know, you, if you're a coach, you handed a recruit a suitcase of money. Like, I, I've seen bags drop in parking lots for recruits. Like, that doesn't happen anymore now. You just write a check and do some fake. Like, every single thing has changed. And it's the same with coaches, right? Now it's not, are you comfortable? Are you winning? No, it's, look, you may suck. Your program may suck. But you're offering, you're offering me $7 million a year to help turn it around. And I love this school that I'm at, but they're only offering me 3.5. I'm all about the money. Pay me. And at the end of the day, if a school offers Jet Fish $7 million and you're Arizona, you God say, bless him. Right. You just tell, if you're Arizona, you say, hey, man, thanks for everything. Appreciate it. That's just what you do because you're not paying. There is no world where Arizona is going to be paying a coach six or seven million dollars. It's not happening. So if a school comes and offers Jed that, you say, you know what? Go get him, Jed, because you're, you're just not matching it. And that's the reality. And that's not Arizona's fault, to be honest with you. That's just kind of the way the economy works, too. Yeah. But I can still miss the, the old days. Anyway, last question, because in the middle of this podcast, we decided we had way too many questions. So we're splitting it up. This is now turned into part one. So last question goes to Irish Mike 520. What position do you feel best about on defense? And what position gives you some concerns? I feel best about linebacker. I'm very comfortable with Arizona's linebacker situation. Manu, Flo, I like Humuli. I like, you know, Sua coming in. I think the depth overall is good. The biggest thing that makes me more confident in the linebacker situation this season compared to last season is not only the increase in talent, it's the increase of speed, athleticism, reaction time, etc. Jerry Roberts was Arizona's best linebacker at times last season. 
if you compare his speed, his athleticism, and his reaction time to even Manu or Justin Flo, it's it's not even a comparison. And that's no respect to Jerry Roberts, great kid, whatever, but it's not a comparison. It, there's a very clear upgrade in the defense that requires your linebackers to carry a, a lot of the weight. The biggest concern to me, I mean, it's always going to be defensive line until you see otherwise, right? Like, I like the addition of CO from Indiana, of Tyler Manoa, of Bill Norton, and awesome, of, of Upshaw from Michigan slash Colorado. Arizona made the right steps, but now you just kind of got to see it. You got to gel together. You got to see the production. So I think that's the one that I'm a little iffy about. And it's not that I think it's going to be bad, because I don't. I think it'll be plenty good enough. I really do. I don't think it'll be great, but I look, it's, if it's average, it's better than last year, right? Yeah. So I think it'll be average, if not a little better, but... You just kind of have to see the production. Safety, I like Isaiah Taylor. The other safety position with Gunnar Maldonado and Dalton Johnson concerns me uh, a little bit. But those are the two. I'm good about corner. I'm good with linebacker. And uh, I'm, I'm, I, I believe that the defense overall is, and this is a question for tomorrow, but I believe the defense overall uh, will be better. So you're basically saying you're good with everything except fire. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Correct. All right, well, that concludes our part part one one of the football mailbag. We will record part two tomorrow, Tomorrow, I guess, or whenever. Yeah, whatever. Sometime in the next 24 hours. Who knows what will happen tomorrow. You never know. We could do it right now and then not even post it for days. That's the magic of a podcast. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to do that. But... Who knows? Maybe there's a commitment by the time you're listening to this. Ooh, there could be something happening that is more important than the mailbag part two. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We shouldn't say too much. All right. Have a nice night, everyone. Bear down. Or day when you listen to this. Or afternoon. Bear down. Can we just take a moment to appreciate the Bee Gees? Shelby, take it. The Bee Gees are awesome. They were so ahead of their time. Their vocals, the harmonies, just everything about them. Thank you, Shelby. Thank you. I could go on, but you can just cut me off. I'm sure you're going to anyway, right? Correct, honey. (laughs) You're supposed to cut me off. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.